How much can I pay you for three pounds of liver? Rabbi E in three, two, one. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Rabbi E in three. I'm Rabbi Yosef Edelstein, Rabbi E for short, and this podcast is a short burst of Jewish wisdom that I hope will elevate and illuminate your life. I started with kind of a strange question. How much can I pay you for three pounds of liver? I mean, this isn't a cooking podcast, and as far as I know, you're not a kosher butcher. Let me be clear what I'm talking about. I'm not asking how much I should pay you for any old liver. I'm speaking about your liver in your body, the one in the upper right quadrant of your abdomen, and I'm making a real offer right now, $100 million in exchange for your complete liver. But wait, you'll say, Rabbi, yeah, I can't live very long without it. Right, okay, but let's not get bogged down with details right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to raise the price, $432 million, which happens to be this week's Mega Millions Lottery Jackpot. I'll give that to you. You give me your complete liver. Take it or leave it. You might think about it for a few seconds because that's a huge chunk of change, but I think you'll say, no, I'll keep my liver. So you've made absolutely clear that your liver all three pounds of it roughly, is worth more to you than $432 million or $329.7 million after taxes. Now, imagine the following. This week, you decide to go out and buy a Mega Millions ticket, and you actually win. Can you picture the unbelievable, indescribable, delirious joy you're feeling at this lifelong dream and fantasy coming true? You've won $432 million. You'd be screaming. You'd be dancing and singing. But wait, I just offered you the same money for your liver and you refused. And I'm pretty certain that right now you're not dancing and screaming, I have a liver, I have a liver. But why not? You are way, way more than a mega millions winner right now. And now, and now again, and so am I. The point is we're not singing and dancing, but we really should be. Most of us, I include myself, walk around much of the time in a kind of a stupor, effectively blind to the priceless gifts that God is constantly showering on us every single second of our lives. And as far as I know, the liver is hard at work every single second of our lives. We don't just fail to enjoy the wonders of creation. We don't even notice sometimes. If you think that's kind of harsh, I'm just borrowing the point from a very great sage from a thousand years ago, Rabbeinu Bechaye, in his classic work of ethics, Duties of the Heart. Why do we live so blind? He gives a few reasons, all of which are very understandable. One, we're so occupied and preoccupied with our worldly pursuits, running after what we desire. And that translates not just into no time to stop and smell the flowers or appreciate the liver, though that's true, but also an endless quest to keep up with what others have or what they're doing. And that leads to feelings of envy and competitiveness. So the benefits all around us are minimized in our eyes when we see what others have that we lack. Another problem is we take for granted all the blessings around us since, of course, we've grown up with them and they're just an expected part of the fabric of our lives. Nothing special. We're even entitled to them, we think. So we go through life blind to all these blessings. Unless, of course, something goes wrong, like the liver stops functioning properly, God forbid, and then our eyes are opened 
to what we had, what we have, then we appreciate it. Then we truly long for what? Not a mega millions ticket, but to be restored to simple health, which is worth far, far more. You know, it's not just about depriving ourselves of enjoyment by living such a way, which is itself regrettable since Judaism teaches that Hashem wants us to be full of simcha, of joy. But it's more than that. To blind ourselves to the wonders around us is to fall short of what's expected of us as Jews and as human beings. As Rabbeinu Bechayi teaches us, using our human intellect to actively investigate the wonders of God's creation is a spiritual obligation. As God says in the book of Isaiah, referring to the Jewish people, quote, this people I created that they should praise me. And as King David in Psalm number 103 sings ecstatically, bless Hashem, O my soul, and all the organs within me, bless his holy name. King David literally calling on his inner organs, liver no doubt included, to extol Hashem and the wonders of this world. This is part of what it means to be an observant Jew, pun intended, to open our eyes and observe and deeply contemplate the workings of creation, especially our own physical bodies, which Rabbeinu Bechaya tells us is really our primary obligation since it's the domain of divine wisdom that is literally closest and clearest to our own selves. Maimonides tells us that one major pathway to awaken love of God, Ahavas Hashem, which we mention in the Shema and which is the very pinnacle of our spiritual lives, is to study and marvel at the wisdom in creation and the sense of gratitude and love and also awe that that will inspire will strengthen us in the performance of the Torah's mitzvot, which are the blueprint to elevate and rectify our lives and this world. So what can I leave you with? We all need to set aside time to think and to catalog all the blessings we enjoy and even more, to learn about them, to study and contemplate the wisdom of animals and plants and physics and the atmosphere, land, ocean, so much, not just for the sake of knowledge or even for the sake of thank you, which is something, but more to become inspired and astonished and full of joy at the greatness of creation and grow closer to Hashem in the process and more committed to bringing out our own great potential. And studying great books of Torah wisdom like Duties of the Heart will really help. You know what? We really got to finish with a few quick points about that wonderful organ that has been the star of the show. You know, in preparing for this, I learned the liver performs an estimated 500 individual functions in keeping you healthy and alive, including synthesizing or breaking down many proteins, filtering your blood of toxins, producing bile to break down fat, storing vitamins and minerals your body will need, aiding with the immune system, and so many more functions. And yes, since it's only a few days after January 1st, I probably should mention that function that many people do know about and appreciate, its central role in metabolizing alcohol meaning clearing from your body the potentially negative effects of the excessive amounts of bubbly beverages that you or I may consume in trying to help blot out the memory of 2020. Or, on a more positive note, in pouring l'chaims to the calendar year 2021. Yes, the liver does that work for us too, humbly and diligently, and for that we should give it some respect and honor, in part by not working it so hard in that regard. Oh, and we got to mention one other astonishing thing. The liver has a unique capacity to regenerate itself, such that if two-thirds of your liver would be removed, I learned, it would be back to the same weight within a week, 
which is why at the start of this episode, I did not make the offer to remove 67% of your liver for the cash. It was all or nothing. Okay, well, that's all for now. I hope you and I will be inspired to really take a closer look at the wonders above and around us and, of course, inside of us as well. We'll lead happier and more elevated lives as a result, and the prospects for study are truly endless. After all, we only focused on one bodily organ in this episode. But what about all the others? You think they're just chopped liver? Sorry about that. I couldn't resist. Thanks for listening. Hear me next time.